Welcome to Fresh Press, the Journal Star News Podcast. I'm Zach Plahacek. I'm joined today by two guests. The first is Jim David Saber, Emergency Manager for Lancaster County. Hello. Hey, Jim. Uh, and the second guest is Ed Holloway. He's the president of the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club and emergency coordinator for the Amateur Radio Emergency Service. Hi, Ed. Howdy. Uh, so the two of you are here today to tell us about the network of storm spotters who are responsible for uh, warning Lincoln when severe weather is about to strike and also just generally about how Lincoln uh, warns people about severe weather. Correct. All right. Uh, well, Jim, do you want to start us off by describing uh, kind of what this is and how it works? Sure. Yeah. Um, Lincoln and Lancaster County, we've got a pretty good uh, system in place for early warning detection. I take an all-hazards approach, so we're ready to deal with any potential disaster that may affect the county. Uh, more often than not, it's going to be due to severe weather. In fact, the, our emergency operations center was activated 13 times last year, and every single one of them was due to severe weather. So it's good to have that community partner, uh, the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club representatives who also go through the storm spotter certification process. That way I know that I've got uh, able-bodied volunteers properly trained uh, that can be deployed to predetermined locations throughout the county if severe weather is threatening. We not only partner with the National Weather Service for the big picture, we literally get the boots on the ground feedback and up to the minute uh, information from those trained storm spotters who are literally keeping their eyes on the skies. So, Ed, tell me what this is like. I mean, you get, you follow the weather, you kind of know, okay, Monday night's going to be a bad night or something like that, and then you get called out and you park out in a field somewhere? Or? Well, much the same that Jim and his uh, dedicated pros do down at the EOC. I, too, have a team of folks that we monitor the weather, we monitor incoming cells from uh, other counties adjacent to Lancaster County, and, and our concern is Lancaster County and the city of Lincoln. Uh, and what we will do is, in communication with Jim, if we're needed, we'll call him and let him know that our services are available, our volunteers are ready, and, uh, and he'll say, you know, it's severe enough, maybe we need to go out there. And then I, as the emergency coordinator, I will initiate what we call a net, and I will call upon my volunteers, and currently we have 166 uh, trained uh, volunteers here in Lancaster County that will go sit at those predetermined uh, spots across the county, and there's 37 of them out in the county and uh, 16 of them within the city of Lincoln at some of our media centers uh, like KON, KGIN, and, and uh, KLKN, and, and all the hospitals. And uh, we have a that net is all controlled by me, so any of that traffic that they, Jim wants to know what's happening out at Hallam Road and Southwest 33rd or Highway 33, he can go through his amateur radio station located there at the EOC and have direct communication with that guy out in the, on, the, on the, the point. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and and you're um, these are all trained storm spotters, but they're all volunteers, right? Every one of them's a volunteer. Nobody receives any funding. Uh, Amateur Radio Emergency Services started way back uh, 50, 60 some years ago, and uh, this particular system here in Lancaster County was really formed in 1973, uh, with the initial eight spots being in the western. Uh, side of the county and we've grown to 37 since then. 
And is this a pretty common setup? Do, do other counties and other states have uh, volunteer groups that kind of stand out there and watch for severe weather as it There goes? are, as a matter of fact. Every county in the, in the state of Nebraska has an ARES system. And where I've recently been appointed the Section Emergency Coordinator for Nebraska, I'm in touch with each one of those emergency coordinators. And uh, unfortunately, Lancaster County is very unique in that where you may have Douglas County being its highly populated area, there may be only 20 or 30 trained professionals or, or trained spotters out there. Lancaster County is, is very proactive, and those, that proactiveness is to serve the EOC and, and to do what we can for them. And tell me about this training. I mean, what does it take to become trained to be part of this group? Annually, each one of our spotters goes through, um, well, on a triannual, is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Every three years, we need to uh, recertify through NWS and the state, which is an actual law that, that we have to do that to be certified. Uh, and then there's a one-time uh, two tests that they need to take. Uh, when they first come on board. And so those are the basics of, of storm spotting and uh, being able to actually look at that cloud and see what it's actually doing. If it's a funnel cloud, whether there's any rotation underneath it, and then they can accurately report back to us and then ultimately to Jim so that he knows what to do. So you, during a storm, would serve as kind of a clearinghouse for these reports? I, I'm actually the, the controller, the leader, if you will, um, where up until recently I was the guy that was maintaining all of the communication systems okay. and I was actually on a hilltop myself um, but now I've, I've been kind of put in a place of, of the training and the coordinating of these efforts and, and making sure that our system and our uh, system of volunteers is readily available at, at a moment's notice. So Jim you get a call from Ed or one of his guys that says hey you know, I see a funnel cloud out in western Lancaster County at this point. What what happens from there? Right. Hopefully we get a lot more advanced warning than that. <laughs> and that's one thing, too, with the technology that is available. As I said, we partner primarily with the National Weather Service to get that feed. But then there's always knowing that we have those train points of contact distributed throughout the county for reasons just like that. And potentially a good example of that would be the 911 communication center who has a representative in our emergency operations center when we're up and running they may get reports from the general public i'm driving down the highway i'm driving down the interstate i see this i see that well that's not a trained storm spotter we appreciate them giving us the real-time information and then ed made mention of the net we literally have a digital map that's activated in our eoc that shows exactly where those storm spotters are so if that member of the general public calls in and says, I'm on Highway 34, just outside of Lincoln, I see this. Well, that's very close to spotter point 2.4. So Ed gets on the radio and says, spotter at 2.4, a passerby reported rotation or a passerby reported this or that, what's your? And again, some of those things where I am in no way, shape or form a subject matter expert when it comes to these weather related issues, Ed, his crew, and a lot of my volunteers are. So again, it's one of those things where it may look quite ominous to somebody who doesn't know what he's looking at. A trained storm spotter can say, yeah, there's some rotation, but that's not affiliated or due to any volatility. It's, it's an attention getter, but it's not an immediate threat. But if we do 
get that scenario where we say a storm, uh, um, a trained so storm spotter is saying there's a funnel cloud forming, it's about to touch the ground. I know exactly where that spotter is and our siren network that's distributed throughout the county. I can sign, uh, sound the sirens for the entire county or I can uh, sound them on, uh, on any or all of the five pre-designated locations. So we have about a hundred outdoor warning sirens in the county. It would be nice, and the technology is available, to sound each one individually. We've got the county broken down into five regions. The city of Lincoln is in the center of that, and then you go around the, the compass directions from there, northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest. So I have some control over that, but that's just it. If severe weather is looming, if we have people in harm's way, and we need to send that out, not only through the NOAA weather radio, through our media partners who can distribute that, kind of our last line of defense are those outdoor warning sirens. People that don't have ready access to any other forms of communication, hopefully they will hear those sirens, heed the warning, and seek shelter immediately. Um, is the tornado warning system, I mean, are you sitting there with like a, a panel in front of you with a bunch of buttons with tornadoes on them? or how, I mean, what does this look like? What's your setup here? Correct. It, it's a digital display, okay. and we have a redundant layer at our emergency operations center. There's also a redundant panel at the emergency communication center, the 911 center. Emergency management, I'm not staffed 24-7. I'm on call 24-7 should the need arise. But it, it is. It's just a computer screen. Um, some of those screens are touch panels, others it's a few mouse clicks. But again, getting that notification, clicking through those things in the proper protocol, once that tornado warning is issued, or if we get the confirmed sighting from two different storm spotters who say there's a funnel cloud forming, it's only a matter of seconds that it takes me to activate those outdoor sirens. So if I'm somebody who feels like I want to go park out in the middle of a field during a tornado watch, how do I get involved in doing this in a way that could help people might know if there's a story? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Two different websites that you can go visit, as a matter of fact. K0KKB.org, which is the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club's website, and or NEARES.net, which is Nebraska Amateur Radio Emergency Services. And both of those sites both have training uh, links where you can go to UART and go through your first two. Uh, and then annually at the Severe Weather Symposium put on by Ken Dewey and, and uh, NWS to get that last little bit of certification before I can actually put you on a point. Um, and, and yeah, or you can come to a local club meeting and we can get you fixed up with the right guys. And, and do I need to have my own radio equipment to do this? And, and well, if you're going to be a storm spotter and you're going to be an amateur radio operator, you're most likely going to have that. Now, part of my job is to, to, to determine where I can place you based upon your experience, your power level. Um, in Hallam, I'd rather have you with a mobile radio, 50 watts capability, and uh, that way you can cleanly get into our radio system and I can hear you uh, say that verification that Jim's looking for in that two-part, he needs to have two people looking at that lowering with rotation before he determines that yes, it is an actual uh, funnel cloud or there's some danger within it. Um, I need to be able to have my people look at that and I need to be able to talk to you via the radio system. Uh, if you've got a handheld, it's probably not going to work by that point. Okay. But that brings up a good point. The 
Central Plains Severe Weather Symposium is the long name. We generically refer to it as the Weather Fest. And Dr. Ken Dewey from the university has been doing it for 20 plus years, oh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. This year's event will be on Saturday, April 7th at Innovation Campus, starting at nine in the morning and running till two in the afternoon. We'll have indoor displays, outdoor displays, they're all related to weather. And then after that is when a representative from the National Weather Service will be there to conduct the storm spotter lecture and then the following test. So and I then right after that, I will give our brief training to our hams that will be on site. So they'll, yeah, they'll to get a general general idea of what we're going to do for them. Correct. To answer your earlier point, anybody can become a certified storm spotter. There's two online courses they have to complete. Then they have to attend the lecture, which is offered not only in Lancaster County but throughout the state. You have to take that test so then the local emergency manager can cert certify you, can credential you as a certified storm spotter. The system that we have in Lancaster County is to fully participate. You need to be a member of the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club because that's our primary mode of, of communication. But as I said, anybody can become a certified storm spotter. Then if you want to take that next step to potentially be deployed to one of those predetermined locations, yeah, well, in all actuality, you don't have to be a member of the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club to be involved in amateur radio emergency services. Um, to be part of my team, which is the, uh, the emergency coordination team, I, I do have a policy that you need to be a part of the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club. The amateur Radio Emergency Services is a separate entity from Lincoln Amateur Radio Club. However, we use the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club's resources. and. It's huge. It's a vast. There's 700 potential hams in the county of Lancaster alone, and for us to have 166 already trained, ready to go at a moment's notice, that's a pretty good penetration rate, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we go, Jim, uh, maybe you could tell us a couple of the other things coming up, including, I believe, 28th of March is the first citywide, statewide tornado siren test? Is that Correct. Right? Well, okay. the, the National Weather Service hosts that every year. Severe Weather Awareness Week is the last week in March, so this year it'll run the 26th through the 30th. We have uh, promotional information go out every day, but you're exactly right. The, the key event that week is the statewide tornado drill, and it will be Wednesday morning, March 28th at 10 a.m. If you have a NOAA weather radio, if you have a computer or a phone that you get weather alerts on, that's when you will receive that notification. A mock tornado watch, 10 to 15 minutes later, they'll issue a mock tornado warning, and that will include the uh, activation of our outdoor warning sirens. There's also a participation form posted on My Emergency Manager. If you are a business owner, if you're just a homeowner, and you want to review your own basic severe weather preparedness, I encourage you to take a look at that form. It's a fillable PDF. It's only one page long. Uh, I contact the schools, the businesses, other uh, community partners throughout the county for everybody to participate. So again, it's a shelter drill. You want to identify if I'm at home, if I'm at work, if I'm at school, and severe weather spools up in a big hurry. What are my best shelter opt options to keep me, my coworkers, my friends, whoever safe? Great. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks. Oh, and Ed is showing, I think he just wrote the date of the tornado test, the siren test on, is that well, right? Well, I was Ed? actually looking at the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club and our volunteers. We actually help Jim on an annual basis go out and uh, we, have, we physically look at the sirens when they're being and they're rotating and, and they're sounding. And, and I was 
trying to get him to put that date out there if he had well, it on. <laughs> but, and to make note of that, again, this is the, the annual test, but yeah, we test our outdoor warning sirens the first Wednesday of every month at 1015. There's, there's some testing protocol that we follow, but as I said, when we've got about 100 sirens throughout the county, we try to have regular points of contact for as many of those sirens as, as possible, but some of them at the state rec areas or other that are in less populated areas, we, I, I lean on Ed and his volunteers to go out and monitor, so Wednesday morning at 10.15 when I hit the button downtown, I need eyes and ears to ensure that those sirens are sounding and rotating properly. And that's what normally we do at this time of year. So won't do it on the statewide tornado drill, but <laughs> maybe during the April or the, the May monthly test. As I said, it, it's an a, a incredible resource, uh, community service effort that, that uh, all Lancaster County residents receive from the Lincoln Amateur Radio Club. Okay, well, great. I think that's all I have for you guys. Uh, Jim, thanks. Ed, thanks. Um, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, so that was Jim David Saver and Ed Holloway, Holloway. Holloway uh, talking about uh, preparedness for the spring storm season. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thanks to Lauren Badalik of uh, Lincoln for the music. Uh, we encourage you to check out our Husker Extra podcast if you haven't already. Uh, you can also find this podcast on iTunes and other major podcasting services. Have a great day.